The Moonatics are on the moon. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made except syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. When the moon hits the earth like a big pizza perf, <laughs> my name is Gareth. Oh. Gareth Blackler. <laughs> host of the show co-host of the show though because i'm simply in orbit of a great man <laughs> named james Barron. hello james hi gareth it's your humble co-pilot that you know and love i sometimes get the facts wrong uh but you love me anyway um Aww. yeah pleasure to be here on the podcast with you as always for uh by some counts our hundredth episode yeah. Can you believe it? Um, if you don't, if you discount uh, our bonus labeled bonus episodes, this is our hundredth mm. on the feed. So, um, congratulations to us, really. <laughs> yeah, and, honestly, and to you, the no listener. No one else is going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. Congratulations to you, the listener. Yeah. Because my goodness, oh. if you've followed us for a hundred episodes, fucking great work. Love your work. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. What an honor. Um, <laughs> incredible. We can't believe it. Oh. We can't believe anyone listens to the show. Honestly. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like my goodness. Um, wow. And we are, we are here to, you know, we're bringing you probably the only review in existence mm. of 2022 oh. Moonfall. Moonfall. A movie that you can tell is good because it was released in January of 2022. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all the good ones Dealing come out. with not only the, yeah, the worst time to be a movie when no good movies come out, <laughs> but also an Omicron variant. Mm. Dropped at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was a crowded day. Yeah. This movie proudly said, no, no, straight to theatres for me. I have to tell people what would happen if the moon fell. Yeah. And uh, what would happen? What would happen? What did you think of Moonfall? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm still shook by the double billing of Moonfall and Omicron, honestly. That's very funny. <laughs> um, Touring together. Oh, God, Gareth. This movie. Um <laughs> I wasn't impressed from the get go. Oh, what? did the did the um the classic watch it clean into watching it with the Floyd. Um it was mm. it was an adventure. Um but got the same beef that I have with this movie as I do most like Michael Bay Transformers movies and movies of that ilk where it is CGI action and very little substance <laughs> to yeah. it. Um, I mean, it's it's inoffensive mostly, um, but oh, it's 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 a wild pick for our hundredth, and I'm I'm so <laughs> stoked that I get to just rag on a movie for a long time. But um, yeah, I, I I I enjoyed my watch of it because I kept having to uh, stop the film and yell at the screen directly, um, <laughs> because I was yes. so filled with, uh, rage and vitriol. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to discuss all my, all my issues with this film. Uh, but also yes, good. how it's synced with dynamic album, a fantastic album about the moon and its dark side. Mm. Um, yeah, this is definitely a film about, the moon's dark side 
<laughs> so I will grant you that. You you nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it in terms of premise. Um how did you find it's, it? It's like dark Siders and like it's evil side. Yeah. Like uh you know, we used to hang out with the moon quite a lot, but she's you know she's changed. become a bit of a bitch. Yeah. Last last eleven years she's gotten a little bit dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. don't know if we can hang out anymore. In fact, she's just she just comes over and crashes all the time and I'm not into that. Don't I think that's a bit much. She's stretching our relationship a bit far. And also the atmosphere mm. a bit thin. Um, oh my goodness. I think I loved this film simply because of what you said, how inoffensive it is. Yeah. And then like it's Roland Emmerich who directed Independence Day and the day after tomorrow. Yeah. And all these big movies where the world gets destroyed. And you've really got to wonder, like, what's going on in this man's life that that's what he wants to- The stories he wants to tell are the world is getting destroyed. It's wild as a career trajectory to go from Mm. Independence Day to Day After Tomorrow to this. Because, like, they're all doing the same thing and gradually getting worse over time. (laughs) Like, it's just- it, like they they're retreating the same ground and that this like it's this huge crazy visual effects movie um and somewhere along the way the like the characters fell by the wayside the story falls by the wayside <laughs> the science falls by the wayside <laughs> until we're left with sort of just cgi um yeah exactly (laughs) which i guess is he's honing his craft into what he believes matters in the filmmaking process Mm. so um there you go i I disagree with the choice but i've got to respect the effort uh (laughs) yeah especially because this one is an independent film he like financed it essentially himself he really just wanted to tell the story what if the moon fell (laughs) Like, you could get it with maybe Day After Tomorrow in 2012. It's like, oh, we want to make a movie where these things destroy the world. Mm-hmm. Let's get Roland to make it. He's good at making those. Yeah. But this is his passion project. This is he read a book about what if the moon was hollow and was like, but what if it also fell? But what if it, it fell onto the earth and hurt, <sighs> hurt a man's head? Like, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's an impressive... Uh. An impressive dedication to a genre. Um, mm. He's found what he bloody loves and he's sticking to it, his guns, much like we've done, Gareth, um, <laughs> yeah. in this podcast. Again, a perfect metaphor for this podcast. Exactly. We're just pushing it to the absolute limit. No one thought we'd get yeah. this far. Even if we're funding it our bloody selves, we're going to keep going. You know, yeah. gosh. Oh, how Game recognized game, director. You nailed it. Mm. Oh my gosh, he's so dead. That's the thing, is like this movie I could only compare in recent memory to old. Oh yeah. Night like Shyamalan 2021. Yep. But whereas that's insane, but every decision seems to fundamentally misunderstand how humans be. Yep. This is like professionals doing their best, like great actors, mm-hmm. like character actor, Patrick Wilson, Oscar winner, Halle Berry. Yep. Um, you know, a man who knows how to make these movies and then you get beautiful, completely seriously delivered lines like the military are prepared to use everything they've got to stop the moon Mm -hmm. and the moon is going to help us. (laughs) I, I, that was a yell at the screen moment for old James. We've got a long path to tread, uh, to get to that. 
level. Um, but yeah. I cannot wait oh. to to dive in and discuss Moonfall with you, Gareth. Oh, oh my gosh! Well, let's take that long path via one small step for Moon <laughs> and one giant leap for Moonfall kind. Oh gosh! Which is the new name for our listeners in this Moonfall over a hundred. <laughs> If yeah. you're in the 100 Club, you're now a moonfall kind. We dub thee. Um, yeah, yeah, welcome. You, I think you just turn into one of the, like, grey aliens <laughs> as soon as that happens. <laughs> and you've just got to go about your life oh. after that. <laughs> yeah. Are you you mean in the classic, like, grey alien, yeah. like, Roswell thing? The Roswell right? boys. Yes. You just become one of those. It's been a gradual process, yeah. but you only look in the mirror and notice now that you've become yeah. a grey. <laughs> <laughs> like how watching yourself age, you don't realise until someone oh. might point something out. It's us pointing out that now you listeners are grey aliens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, this one's for the greys. Let's do it. Um, yeah. Uh, let's dive in to, to Moonfall. A, a wild, wild film. Here we go. Opening title. Speak to me. Uh, we get glitchy footage of the Apollo mm. 11 mission, the the OG uh, moon landing stuff. Um, and uh, we basically go like, it, it's kind of, it's fine seeing moon lander stuff to dark side of the moon, but coming up here, mm. we've got uh, the, the intro to this movie um, and we're in space. We're up doing like a satellite mission and breathe rolling in over yeah. this is working beautifully. Um, yeah. A bit of light glimpsing over the earth oh, while breathe kicks up. Yeah. That's all you want. That cheeky wee moon peeking his way out. Oh, what's he doing there? <laughs> oh my gosh. Love him. Uh, if you're approaching the moon with a what's he doing there attitude, this is the perfect movie because every time the bloody moon's a little closer. And he keeps sneaking it's so on funny. It's- it's like yeah. sneak up on granny, <laughs> but with the moon. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what if that was how it got, like, the true reason he made it was he was playing sneak up granny and was like, but what if the moon What if the moon sneak up granny, eh? What if he do that? Um, yeah. So, we got our astronauts up here doing some work mm. on a satellite repair mission in 2011. We've got, um, as you said... Uh, Halle Berry playing character Jocinda Fowler, who I just refer to as Fowler mm-hmm. for most of my work here. And um, Patrick Wilson, character actor, you love him, Conjuring, etc. Um, uh, playing Brian Harper. Uh, these are our two key characters. There's also another guy called Marcus, who I haven't found mm-hmm. out who plays him because he's only in it for this intro. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're just doing some fixing out here and they're listening to some banging tunes toto by africa uh, toto by africa gareth you know it you mean africa <laughs> by toto james no yes of course i do oh. um so watching this i'm um, watching this with old pink floyd playing as my first listen just seeing that subtitle of africa by toto playing yeah. made me so happy um yeah like what a song although it does the happiness was immediately Followed by shame, because I think the only time I've blocked your offer mm. of a joke was in our Dune episode, oh. uh, June 83, when Toto make a cameo. And at that point, we were recording around midnight, yeah. and I was so sleepy, I missed the joke you made and corrected it. 
and every day I feel a little shame. Wow. That's okay, man. Some, sometimes it, it gets very late. I am very tired <laughs> this episode, so I'm bound to just miss stuff. So, do not feel bad if this happens. Okay. This is a safe space I mean, podcast. Toto, thank you. As Toto once said, love isn't always on time. Oh, nice. And, you know, sometimes it's close to midnight and you let down the ones you love oh. by not yes-anding their joke. That's very sweet. That's what that song's that about. That is what that song's about. Also sweet that we've just done The Lion King with a link to Africa there. Uh, bringing yeah. it in, like, matching the movie start, start to finish there. Pretty nice. Pretty happy about that hmm. coincidence. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, these folks are having a good time out here doing this repairing. Um, Harper's getting the lyrics to uh, Africa wrong. Classic uh mis- misconception with the with the song it's mm. i bless the rains down in africa i'm pretty sure i made this mistake many times in my life um before oh, learning 100%. the song properly yeah so fair play it doesn't doesn't have google up in space you can't figure you can't find out the lyrics um yeah there's no rap genius <laughs> in the atmosphere <laughs> rap genius <laughs> oh man is that still a website yeah there, no, you're on the money. Yeah. It's just the classic <laughs> rap song, Africa. But I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, anyway, yeah, they're fixing some stuff. But suddenly the electronics go haywire. Uh, we're mid-breathe mm. here and a swarm of nanomachines engulfs the satellite. Um, yeah, moon bees. Yeah. Bees of the moon. <laughs> moon bees. They're here. They're fucking scary. Um, they look like yeah. half oil slick, half like swarm of bees. I, I agree. Um, mm. And they're, yeah, geometric shapes replicating over and over again. Um, pretty cool, honestly. Probably yeah. the coolest part about this movie is the design of this swarm, this sentient swarm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a shame we never see them that close. Yeah. Like, I want to know what's going on. Show me the swarm. Yeah. Um, yeah, show me just- Yeah, <laughs> show me the swarm. Show me just one piece of the swarm. Mm. Um, are they like little wow. little sentinels from the Matrix? That's how I imagine them. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, they attack the satellite and send uh, Marcus uh, f- out, free, free him from his cord and send him out drifting off into space. Uh, and it also like sends the shuttle that they're on like into uh, a spiral which uh, like reels in Harper like a fishing line <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and yeah uh, that we go into on the run here as he like slams into the um, into the shuttle and yeah uh, manages to uh, s- s- self-right the the shuttle quite difficult to do in space i imagine stop something mm. spinning out of control you take a lot of maths and a lot of like correct jets in the right direction to do that but he manages it manages it and um fowler on board has been knocked unconscious um by this attack and yeah he manages to navigate the ship back to earth without power which is bloody impressive um not yeah. shown on screen uh that <laughs> yeah. That just happens. Um, but pretty good. He's like, ah, I promise I'll get you home. And then we have a crash zoom on the moon's surface where this mm. nanomachine swarm cloud is like digging into the center of the moon. We see it like churning like a whirlwind. Um, and 
Yeah, uh, Pink Floyd sing Live for Today. Well, we get the Live for the Day uh, Gone Tomorrow ad lib here and as we get the title drop. Um, yeah. So that's a, a portent of ill, I would say. Um, <laughs> yeah, Moonfall, glitchy. Nothing much to yeah. report about this title, but it's it's apt, I would say. <laughs> mm. I feel like it was the working title for the film and they're just like, yeah, they got it in one. There it is. Um do you reckon they tried to get Dark Side of the Moon as the title? That would have been good. I, I feel like it would probably mm. fit. Um, and yeah, I could see that they tried it, went to Pink Floyd's estate and they were like, nah, I can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they took a look at like some of the, the test footage and they were like, no, nah, sorry. Yeah. Which I feel like they're, Please they're probably saying no to a lot of things most times these days. Um, That's true. So, yeah. You know, um, and even if one of them says yes, like, it's whether or not they can get Roger Waters on board yeah, as well. Good luck. So, he was probably all about it. He's like, hollow moon crash? Yeah. yeah. Put me in there. Put me in that hollow moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was his one, his one request. He just wants to be in the film. Inside the moon. <laughs> oh, I know exactly who he would have played and we'll get to him. Oh, soon. shit. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. So, uh, uh, still in On the Run. Um, the, some folks are moving house. It's in, in fact, Brian Harper's family. Um, his son mm. is watching like a newscast about like, uh, exposition explaining that, um, uh, Brian is now disgraced after coming back after this like heroic venture where he lands the, um, the shuttle. He comes back and is, uh, like, yeah, disgraced because he won't let go of the story of this nanomachine swarm that attacked. And he's, everyone's like, shut up, mm. Brian. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know anything. <laughs> and um, Fowler cannot back him up and back up his story because she was unconscious at the time and didn't witness the attack. So, you know, um, he also like blames himself for the death of Marcus up in space. Uh, so it's all it's all bad news, really, for Harper here. Yeah. Um his son is also massively jaded and, and judgmental because he's like, oh, we lost the house because of dad and I hate New Jersey and I don't want to go there. <laughs> um, and we get the yeah. crash sound. It's there. so weird that I hate New Jersey. Yeah, it's on the crash sound. <laughs> and then it's like it cuts to 11 years later. Yeah. Like really just feels like I hate New Jersey is supposed to be a stronger message. I don't know. <laughs> it's just... Just a rough, like, New Jersey gets a lot of hate in general. I feel like, mm. like, it's New York's little brother that hasn't had a lot of love <laughs> over the years. Um, but, like, I think it's probably fine. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been. Yeah. Um, it's got Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. It's got um, My Chemical Romance. Oh, what? what do you want? Get out of here, kid. Yeah. What do you know? You don't yeah, listen exactly. to My Chem. Step it up. Yeah. I bet he did later. If he'd listened... Yeah, of course. I mean, you don't steal a car no, without, without listening, listening to, to the Black of... Parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yes. As you said, 10 years later, we get a time jump as we go into time, baby. Um, mm. Nice. Uh, and yeah, we encounter a new character, uh, Casey Houseman, um, who's played by uh, John Bradley. You may not recognize the name, but you'd recognize the actor from Game of Thrones. Um, mm, I didn't, but yeah, yeah. Um, you, you you see his face and you go, oh yeah, there he is. There's the boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's so funny. This was um a role 
meant for Josh Gad. Josh Gad was originally cast wow. in this. And it's they clearly didn't buy a second wardrobe for this no. guy. He just had to wear Josh Gad's clothes and glasses and haircut. The Gad wear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he plays Samuel Tarly on Game of Thrones for you, for you Thrones ah, yes. heads out there. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. Bloody Gad. He's t- mm. too busy being a little snowman, um, I imagine. Exactly. Frozen He's got two, that snowman money. Snow money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no money like snow money. Um, and yeah. Anyway. Casey is breaking into the University of California and stealing data about the moon's orbit. He's sort of like a mm. ufologist guy, um, obsessed with Roswell and conspiracies. He's like fresh out of um, uh, the movie we covered two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Under the That's Silver the Lake. One. Under the Silver Lake. Uh, it fit yeah. in. Ro- what is the moon but a big silver lake? Exactly. It's- that sort of circle and has no water. Yeah. It's, it's a lake of stone. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm. Uh, that's all we have time for on the show. No. Um, he- <laughs> that's our Under the Silver Lake contractual mission. Yeah. I'm a little bit upset that you haven't um, watched this movie clean because he does do an American accent um, for this, like, stealing of the data here. And it's not bad. I was actually quite impressed. Mm. Um, it's clearly fake, but, like... It, it, just because you're like so used to hearing someone speak with a British accent, as soon as they do an American one, it's like whoa. Um, but it, it's pretty good. What's wild is I knew he was doing a British accent by the way the subtitles spell the word "mum." Oh, nice. They spell it the New Zealand slash English way, and I was like, that's super wow. weird, especially because you see "mom" later, yeah. and it's just like a really nice touch from the subtitles. Great work, subtitlers. Dang, putting yeah. the work in for movies. Although. Huge beef on the Moonfall subtitles for later okay. on. When any when any character speaks uh, Mandarin, all it says it blocks the actual subtitle that's baked into the movie. That's to translate the Mandarin <laughs> and just says speaking Mandarin. And God you're damn like, it! No, that, that's just one. Literally one. That's job. just uh, hate for hard coded subtitles by the the hard working yeah. subtitlers of the the industry. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> ah, you've done our work for us. We'll stuff you. We'll cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate uh, why can't you just get along i was actually talking to a friend about this that let's say you watch a show simply like all the time with subtitles because yeah. maybe you can't hear it properly sure. um or hear Subs it be dubs. Properly. yeah but you'll miss out let's say this was the example my friend rebecca used was let's say you're watching frasier and frasier speaks in french Whoa. the subtitles are just going to say speaking french so you'll miss out on if you can understand mm. French what Fraser is saying Parlez in French. Fraser. Exactly. <laughs> Le Fraser. Yeah, it's just something like uh, it feels very, very um, privileged to be like that's something I haven't had to think of except for when I do this silly show. <laughs> That there should be, like, better subtitles. And Definitely. Also, the cinema should do a subtitle screening of things. Oh, my God. A, so we can go and listen to Dark Side of the Moon. Yep. And B, so people who are um, hard of hearing can They should. It. I agree 100%. Right? That would, that would be good. I would also just go to, like, subtitled screen. Like, I, I often watch films. I, it could be a result of this podcast. I often watch films <laughs> with subtitles on anyway. Um, even mm. like if I'm, that's all I'm doing. I'm just watching the film. I don't know why it's comforting. Yeah. 
uh, to have the the dialogue down there in case I miss something or someone mumbles. I don't know. Just a hundred percent. Yeah. Just a nice thing to add. Add. I don't know. Uh, mm. Probably ruining some cinematic vision. Bloody <laughs> like. Oh, some directors are just rolling in their graves at me saying that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but some are probably even happier because now you're used to subtitles more. You're going to go see like a non-English film. A exactly. Easier. Yeah. yeah. It pays off. Um, yeah. yeah. Practice on subtitles. Watch Moonfall with the subtitles. Please. <laughs> so, yeah, he, d- he steals this data, goes to work at a um, restaurant. And then uh, tries to call NASA on the phone, but doesn't get through to anyone of use. Um, Mm. And (laughs) I've written in my notes that there's a sync here when Pink Floyd sing. And then one day you'll find 10 years have got behind you. But it's only because we're now 10 years in the future. (laughs) And I don't Mm. think that really is a sync. If that had appeared on the change uh, when (laughs) like time happened, I think that would have counted. But no. No, past James. We definitely okay. The definition of a sync is something in the lyrics or music happening at the same time as something in the yeah uh, movie. We definitely cannot reward a sync that doesn't happen at the no. same time in the movie. That doesn't happen. <laughs> that is the job. opposite of what we do on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's like covering a good subtitle with a exactly. Bad subtitle, oh, you know? not what we were meant to Tied do. it all back. Gosh. Uh, anyway, we'll move on then. <laughs> And uh, we go into the solo and um, Ballard like checks in on her son. Um, she's like, now nah, 10 years is like a really long time. So a lot of things have changed. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's got a little son and she's um, going off to work at NASA and um, is brought a coffee by a character called Michelle, who's played by Kelly Yu. She is one of the most confusing presences in this film. It took me a really long (laughs) time to figure out what her deal was. Um, She's introduced sort of as her partner, as like Fowler's. I assumed they were in a relationship (laughs) by the way Mm. they were like so comfortable with each other. But then later on in the movie, she's like, as a foreign exchange student. And you're like, what? (laughs) Okay. Just a bit weird. I feel like this was possibly a rewrite later in the film. Like, they changed her from being yeah. a lesbian. I don't know. Um, oh, you're probably 100% right. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> not oh. ideal. Uh, no. <laughs> but anyway, she's like, yeah, she just like is an exchange student who looks after her son, Jimmy, some of the time. Don't know. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Here she is. Uh <laughs> She goes to work at um, NASA, Johnson Space Center, and um, they get a report that from the, the, the data that was stolen, etc., um, that the moon's orbital radius is decreasing. Um, what the fuck? That's impossible, Gareth. Um, and yeah. also, there's some kind of crater on the moon. Inside the crater, there's this hole emitting gas <laughs> coming out of it. Um <laughs> And uh, no one's noticed this at all. Um, notably, this hole in the, mo- in the moon, uh, in the context of the movie, has existed for 10 years. And no one has <laughs> yeah. talked about it. No one at NASA has looked at the goddamn moon at any point. Hmm. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Why? Okay. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's, that, that's the first instance of, oh no, I'm in trouble (laughs) 
certain that I <laughs> yeah. felt watching this. Um, it's wild because, yeah, no one's looked closely at the moon for 10 years and then suddenly everyone's looking incredibly closely and figuring out everything that's going wrong immediately. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, mm. Yeah. The fact that the moon's orbital, like this enough, this is enough. Like the moon's orbital radius is decreasing. Um, that sentences our entire planet to a horrible death. Like in this mm. instance, if this actually happened, like just this part, it would be absolutely horrific. It would mean the extinction of the entire human race. <laughs> like, mm. and everyone in this room treats it as like, whoa, that's weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. rather than like, oh God, the world is going to be over in three weeks. Um, anyway, I guess they haven't put that together yet, but sure. Um, mm. They didn't spot there was a hole in the moon. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm worried about these NASA types. Uh, me too. Uh, KC, back to him, um, finds that uh, Harper is uh, doing a talk at like a, some kind of observatory um, for kids um, mm. as, a fa- as a failed astronaut. Um, he's now <laughs> reduced to doing like uh, talks. Yeah. It's, it's fine, but like, I don't know. <laughs> he discovers this um, and goes to this. Kids. Kids have enough speeches from people who are doing well. Kids need to have a speech from someone who's a He's failure. Washed up. So us burnout kids can have someone thank, to look forward thank look up goodness, to. Our role models. Yeah. <laughs> you too could be a washed up astronaut who who is despised yes. and lost his house. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. What a career sphere. Um Mm. Yes, it shows up uh, at this uh, observatory, but Harper is late. In fact, we cut to him now. Um, he's being evicted from his place, very under the Silver Lake. Mm. Um, he's three months late on his rent, and he takes off on a freaking motorcycle as we go <laughs> into yeah. Great Gig. Mate, got some advice for you. Um, when you're behind on your rent and you have assets, uh, you could sell some of those assets <laughs> to pay rent. Um, mm. Anyway, this guy like prospers massively um, off of the destruction of Earth in this movie. Yeah. And it frustrates me no end. <laughs> um, anyway. Because oh, it's not even like his main mission was, you know, say, well, his main mission is save the Earth, but he does immediately figure out how to prosper yeah. like later yeah. on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He doesn't learn anything. Uh, so we go into Great Gig and Casey is talking, is giving the talk in Harper's stead um, about the moon <laughs> um, and just prattling on about some absolute bullshit. Like he says he's a mega structuralist and he mm. thinks the moon is a giant mega structure, a Dyson sphere powered by a white dwarf. Um, which is captured inside of it, a, a sun at the towards the end of its life cycle, um, where it condenses down to a very small size, um, for those that don't know. Um, still has a massive gravitational pull in that it is, in fact, a sun. Um, mm. But sure. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, yes, Harper arrives and tries to take over, and um, Casey tries to share his discovery about the moon's rotation being out of alignment and Harper's like, nah, I don't care what you say. You're a crazy person. Um, he gets escorted off the premises and like throws his data up in the air at Harper who like collects it up. I like that he's a tidy mm. Kiwi and collects up this paper here <laughs> at the observatory. 
It's got at least I'll give him that one. I'll grant him that. Quite yeah. funny to see him bend down and pick up all this paper <laughs> that is somehow his responsibility. Love it. Um, yeah. After he gives this talk, he goes home and I get even more angry because not only does Harper have um, a motorcycle, he has a full beer fridge and a Mustang <laughs> that he's working mm. on. And I'm so angry at him for not paying his rent. Oh, it's just so rude. God. Um, he's just living this like false American life. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's maybe it's all intentional. It's like, oh, but he's not enough of a jerk. No. Like if he was a jerk in script in the text, it would make sense for the fact he's yeah, you know, no. refusing to pay rent and just living a lavish This is life. just painted as completely normal. It's played so straight. Mm. And I was just like, hang on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why is he not paying his rent? Is it because he, I mean, he is just like, it was like he was an astronaut once and now will settle for nothing less than being an astronaut. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe get some priorities. <laughs> he uh, is here working on this car and finds out that his son, who's named Sonny, by the way, which is hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, so is on TV and is being arrested for trying to out the, run the cops in, uh, yeah, like a, a chase. And he's like, ah, oh, no, my damn son, Sonny, he's he's mm. taken after me, the disgraced astronaut. He's a disgraced young man for being involved in a chase. Anyway. Um, yeah, a disgraced castronaut. Oh, a castronaut. That's what they, they call people who drive cars. As far as I'm aware, mm. I don't have a driver's license. Fun fact about JCB. Um, uh, and I assume that uh, people that can drive are like astronauts. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no oxygen inside a car. That's what no one tells yeah. you. It's, it's impossible to breathe one on the other. They move so fast that the oxygen can't get mm. in. Yeah, I exactly. scream every time anyone puts down the window in a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tends to get them to stop. Um, anyway, mm. he goes to his son's hearing um, in the audience of this courtroom and both the uh, lawyer and um, Harper here make complete asses of themselves in the middle of this courtroom, mm. um, just yelling at the judge at, about the sentence and stuff. It's This guy would be so out of there so fast in a real courtroom. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the judge wisely delays this trial uh, a week um, at the end of Great Gig here. Uh, and shout out to the kid also he's obviously been briefed in that he's like not uh gonna he hasn't said anything um which is classic defendant stuff <laughs> you know mm. i was like that's good at least um anyway uh we get the cha-ching of money coming in as we cut to a lexus store product placement product placement um because uh the uh new husband on the scene um married to harper's ex um called tom he's the consummate stepdad and he owns a lexus store um shout outs to tom and they're just sort of arguing oh, on the phone what do you think of tom gareth well tom i was very happy to see michael pena yeah um playing like a very like low-key kind of character but then I was even more happy when I found out that originally cast in this role was Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh, the Tooch. Right. The Tooch was loose. 
Yeah, but he was obviously, he must have just been initially discovering it for National Geographic. Yeah. So instead they got the complete opposite man. Mate, he, they called him and they said that the moon was crashing and he was, he could not care less because he was drowning in ravioli at the time. You know, he was just drinking wine and having a grand old time as the as the yeah. moon crashed into Earth. And I want nothing less for Stanley Tucci, honestly. Um, yeah. What a guy. What a hero. Uh, I want Stanley Tucci in all his movies to just be eating some pasta and getting a bit drunk now. <laughs> like, he's discovered Italy, apparently. He's bloody earned it. Mm. <laughs> he's a modern explorer. All yeah. right. <laughs> I nearly called him oh. Prince Caspian, which makes no sense. <laughs> He's not involved in Narnia at all, right? I don't think so. <laughs> he should have been Prince Caspian. Yeah. Who I think is a child character. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, anyway. The Tooch can play anyone. He's got the range. Yeah, he does. He just he yeah. will meld in um, amongst the, <laughs> like, animate uh, mice people <laughs> on board that pirate ship. Um uh, Anyway, uh, Casey goes to visit his mum who has dementia. Uh, mm. It's sort of his mum, M-U-M, as well. Um, mm. Yeah. Played a little bit um, nonsensically, but also, like, it's it's reasonable. Like, it's <laughs> it's not the most nuanced portrayal of dementia. Um, no, no. Uh, but it's it's fine. Um, you know, she's just forgetful. She, I, I, one touch that I will admit, um, like, made me cringe a little bit um, because it was, like too real um was when she tried to get up out of her wheelchair um because that's like an all too real thing that people suffering from dementia can do oh yeah and i was like oh shit yeah that that got me um anyway oh that's probably she probably improvised that yeah that was a nice little subtle touch it's really where good the rest of the way this film's treating it is just like no, it's me, your son. Yeah, that's all it wants to really do here. It just mm. wants to introduce that, like, Casey doesn't have that much in his life. His mum is dying and that's sort of the only friend that he has. It's, like, it's really sad. Um, yeah. Anyway, she, uh, he says that he made a discovery um, and she says, uh, but no one's listening to him. And she says that, that he has to make them listen. And that's a lesson that he takes to heart because he leaks mm. this information out to the world on Twitter, <laughs> like any good son does, leaks information on Twitter. Um, As someone who's had to run Twitter accounts for like, you know, shows and this show, yeah, the fact that he got it to go viral is so infuriating. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's yeah. posting on just mega structuralists. <laughs> forums <laughs> like no one is following kc i've got i exactly. guarantee it you know he's got less followers than this podcast like yeah <laughs> uh the number it, one mega structuralist podcast oh yeah probably sync Floyd. yeah we've talked about it at least once now so mm. there you go um meanwhile uh nasa is uh having a chat the head of nasa guy here <laughs> they're like <laughs> liaising with them about what this means with the moon uh what what's going to happen effectively we get the briefing that um the moon is going to get closer and closer to earth um over the course of the next three or so weeks until it gets so close that the gravity of earth will pull apart the moon uh and mm. 
massive chunks of it are going to rain down on Earth, killing everybody. Awful. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, and it's at this point as well that this news leaks on Twitter. Um, and everyone's like, ah, oh, fuck. Now we've got to make a statement. Um, Fowler also calls her ex-husband, um, who works in the Department of Defense. Um, I've just, for whatever reason in my notes, I've just called him Papa. <laughs> and I don't know why. Um, I think it's- Oh, just, let's not read into that. <laughs> no, I think it's just because uh, his son calls him a lot on the mobile phone. <laughs> and it just, I want him to be calling him Papa, but he won't, so- <laughs> I decided to instead. <laughs> Imagine you as a character in this film and you're like on the phone to the general as well. Like yeah. later on when they're all on the run. And you're just like, sounds good, Papa. I mean, I mean, general. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Alpha Bravo. Pab. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love him. Uh, what a guy. Hmm. He, he's the super stern army general guy. Um, yeah. Who's not in- interested in anything. He does leak a lot of state secrets um, to his yeah. ex-wife. Uh, he's massively devoted to her. Uh, I think simply because they have a kid together. But mm. that's the extent of his character throughout the whole film, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway. Um, yeah, they just sort of have a chat about like, is the news true? Yes, it is. That's it. Um, mm. NASA make an announcement to the public that they're going to launch a lunar recon mission, um, to look into the hole in the moon that no one noticed. And, um, yeah, uh, don't panic is the rule of the day. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. Um, Fowler's really mad about this, that the NASA head guy lied to the American people about the danger saying that, um, he's keeping them in the dark. And I'm like, no shit. He doesn't want the world to panic and think Mm. that the world, he could have gone out there and said, yeah, the world's going to end in three weeks unless we figure out how to stop the moon crashing into earth. That a hundred percent could have been on the docket, but no, he decided Mm. instead to say, Hey, stay calm. (laughs) Don't panic. And Fowler's pissed about that. So, ugh. I, and then the complete beautiful lack of, like, you've added so much more subtext to his character than the, than the know, film they had does. time to do on the day. Yeah. But, like, the way that he just acts so snakily, I legit said out loud to myself in my room watching this, I bet he's on the moon side. Yeah. <laughs> he is painted was, as on the moon side. If he was revealed right? to be, like, a hologram or something later in the movie, 100% would have bought it. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, yeah that tracks. Um, but no. He's just a nah. just a real person in this film, accidentally <laughs> yeah. existing. Um, anyway, uh, Tom is talking to his wife on the phone about what they're going to do, and his his solution to the wor- the moon crashing into the Earth is hiding in the in a cabin he has up in the Aspen Mountains. Mm. Um, and the mum's really worried about abandoning Sonny in jail. Um, he won't be able to make it to Aspen, and I'm like, guys. There's a bigger problem uh, <laughs> that you're missing <laughs> here. Uh, whether or not Sonny is in jail doesn't really matter if the moon's going to crash into Earth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a- you know that like beautiful saying people have about how like every time you look at the moon, someone else is looking at the same moon. Yeah. That same moon's going to crash into you no matter where you are. Exactly. So, it's going to yeah. hit your eye. <laughs> you yeah. better watch out. <laughs> 
there's a like melancholia scenario happening and no one seems to care in this movie yeah. they're all just like oh god i guess we better keep going whereas like no one is depressed in this mm. whole movie um that the world is over <laughs> Anyway, why did the trailers or the film in general not have a sad version of when the moon hits your eye? Oh, they should have done that. God, oh, that'd have been amazing. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? Did they, I, I imagine they they could have gotten a Pink Floyd track on there? Um, like oh if they'd done the Dune so eclipse thing. Yeah, they don't have any um, Pink Floyd in the movie. I checked no. that on because um, I didn't hear it. Genius. <laughs> Yeah, I checked that on IMDb, and that's how I learned that sweet Stanley Tucci fact. Yeah. Yeah, I know the trailer has a slowed-down version of Bad Moon Rising, mm, which, okay. you know, is missing one thing, is that the moons are falling, not rising, but yeah. anyway. That's, yeah, we'll, we'll take it, you know, like, mm. that's good enough. <laughs> um, okay, well, so... <laughs> This this next bit really annoys me. Um, yes, because we see this like this lunar mission take off, and then like on the news we get like a news report, and then we get a news report about the mounting moon terror, uh, with uh, people are being driven into a state of panic and frenzy, and are starting to riot and loot across the country. And I'm like, you guys, who <laughs> let this? <laughs> Make it to air. It just feels so yeah. tone deaf. Uh, like, the, have the, had the director been paying attention to, like, the world? Like, the Earth? Was he just looking at the moon for the last, like, three years and, like, had forgotten that we live on Earth? Maybe? <laughs> I like, think so. I think he, like, probably missed that there was a coronavirus pandemic and it's yeah. just been exclusively, like the moon might fall yeah oh. and everyone's like i know okay. like <laughs> it definitely impacted production like Ooh. they couldn't shoot on any location so later oh actually earlier when you see patrick wilson get off his sweet hog oh yeah and, CGI. Um, yeah go to a griffith observatory it's so fake yeah but like maybe he just didn't realize at all he was just like man yeah okay i guess they don't want me to go outside to there Better Weird. keep working yeah. on Moonfall. Everyone keeps saying no to my Moon movie and I can't figure out why. Yeah. <laughs> All the haters, the damned. I'm just going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to use CGI everywhere. All right. Yeah. Fine. Can't slow me down. Um, I'll use my three roommates who live with me. <laughs> Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry and John Bradley. Perfect. What wacky roommates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. The chemistry is evident. Um yeah anyway uh so now it's a week later after this news report and we see mm. like smoke rising from the city <laughs> from the riots oh my god it's only gonna get worse um mm. and harper's like searching the bin to try and find casey's notes mainly because he doesn't remember his name and wants to <laughs> find him now that he realizes that this guy had figured out the moon crashing into the earth thing before anybody else um eventually finds it with this like really awkward interaction with a security guard and um yeah goes to meet casey at a hotel where he's doing like a speech about mega structures um and yeah uh goes to see him there they have a chat about um 
Casey's theory that the moon is this big mega structure, a Dyson sphere that I covered earlier. Um, yeah, essentially the Game of Thrones logo. Yeah, actually, <laughs> with the the spinning <laughs> um, wheels and everything. Not yeah. not far off. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> just like little emblazoned like wolves and dragons and stuff in there. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, uh, he he proposes this theory, and Harper still dismisses this as crazy. He's like, mm. <laughs> "That's crazy," and then rightly so. Um, Casey's like, why did you come here if you're not going to believe me? And he responds with the line, because I know what it's like to tell people something and have no one listen, which is supposed to be like deep, right? It's supposed to be him Mm. referencing his past with no one believing a story about the nanobots or whatever. Um, But it also just sucks. Like, it doesn't forgive him, like... (laughs) He could have just said, I believe you, and the same Mm. lesson would have applied. But no, he said, no, this is dumb and you're crazy for no reason. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're dumb and you're crazy. But I also 100% believe that dumb and crazy people should be listened to. Yeah. It's like, okay, weird. (laughs) It's like, yeah. It also plays so weird now. Like, again... Assuming Roland ignored the, like, whole world and just made Moonfall. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, giving a lot of credence to conspiracy theorists oh, yeah. now that we know that they're bad people seems Mm-mm. really weird. No, thank you. Mm. Not a good lesson. <laughs> yeah, I'll see the- that on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, put, <laughs> put it on the bad lessons board. <laughs> Get it up there. Oh... Do you remember, just off an old joke, the baddie board? Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Put a KC made, not KC, Harper made the baddie board. Yeah. For dodging his rent, A, and for making nonsensical statements that are, could inspire people to listen to conspiracy theorists. Mm. So, oh. you're on the baddie board, mate. Yeah. Locked in. Um, oh, I love the callback. Anyway. Uh, we see the lunar mission, meanwhile, arriving on the moon, or at the moon. Mm. They drop a probe down the little hole, um, and this, uh, is being monitored, um, back in, back at NASA, and the probe gets, like, rocketed back towards them at rapid speeds, um, because the nanomachine swarm is shunting it back towards them, and it, like, very brutally, um, kills the astronauts inside um their their little ship here uh like stabbing into their faces through their helmets mm. very like face huggery um but yeah not not nice not good no um surely the vacuum of space would have killed them before the the alien did but that's fine uh, i guess they're nanobots so maybe they like yeah snuck in through the cracks or whatever but i don't know makes no sense yeah. spaceships mm. usually vacuum sealed so <laughs> unclear um anyway uh <laughs> um so we see that meanwhile the earth, the on earth the moon is causing the tides to rise massively the tides are high but i'm holding on and mm. um <laughs> i'm gonna be your number one no um yeah Pink they, they roll through the city just causing mass destruction and like desolation across the coastal regions <laughs> Um, 
like full tsunami kind of scenario. Not good. This is enough to do a lot of damage, kill a lot of people, but uh, obviously not shown. Um, anyway, uh, in the foyer of the hotel, um, Casey and Harper are nearly swept away by this like wave coming in. Uh, but they uh, they save uh, Harper saves Casey, and then they just sort of hang out at the bottom of the stairs for a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, we go back to um, uh, NASA now over a perfect transition to any color you like at the um, end of Us and Them, by the way. Um, yeah, which is good. That's a sync. Uh, <laughs> and they're just reviewing this footage of the horrible attack, and um, yeah suspecting Fowler suspects that this is some kind of malevolent sentient AI drawn by the energy signature of the capsule. Um, it's like drawn in of the, the probe that they dropped. Right. So, um, it's being attracted by them and coming in and killing them. And she says, she says the line, everything we thought we knew about the nature of the universe has gone out the window. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And she's literally because there was a bunch of moonbees going back out the window. Yeah, man. Then the the head of NASA guys like goes and talks to his family on the phone, and she's like, "Whoa, what are you doing? You've got to help me try and kill this thing." And it's mm-hmm. like, "Did you hear yourself? Your, your previous sentence? <laughs> um, there's no way you aren't ready. You aren't going to stop it." It's a nanomachine swarm in space. The NASA guy, the like head of NASA quits and goes to be with his family. And shout outs to him for having rational yeah. thought in this situation. Um, and again, I'm assuming he's, by family, he means the moon bees. The mo- but, yeah. Nope. He, he turns into, he walks out that door, turns into a swarm of moon bees and goes straight to the goddamn moon. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Fowler goes to the like uh, hidden stockpile or whatever that's uh, hiding all the secret knowledge. The classic mm. um, Raiders of the Lost Ark final scene area, um, <laughs> and Donald Sutherland is there uh, in, in a wheelchair, um, being like a conspiracy boy, like in charge of this facility, and like saying, "Yeah, that we covered it up. The original moon landing, there was." alien lights and everyone played ball and nobody knew and we kept it a secret for like 80 years <laughs> um <laughs> and we've known about this this horrible swarm of uh alien technology out there and we just we couldn't figure out a way to beat it so yeah we just kept it a secret we knew it was gonna be a problem <laughs> but not a lot we can do um we get the beautiful line though of do you, does this mean the moon is the biggest cover-up in history? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he says. Oh. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, and he would definitely be the character played by Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. You nailed it. So true. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That Yeah, that's perfect. Not that um, Donald Sutherland doesn't do a, a good job here. He's only in this- Oh, no, not at all. He's only in this one scene, but he's just like- <laughs> yeah. He's quite funny being like, yeah, the, the whole moon thing, it's crazy. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That's all he does in the movie. He This is a very easy check for him. Um, mm. Do you think he even, like, appears in the same shot as Halle Berry? Do you reckon he just, like, filmed it in his house? Not clear. Yeah. <laughs> just on the green screen. Possible. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, 
We go to brain damage as um, Fowler like has a briefing with the US government saying that they're putting together a plan to fix this. She says she has a theory that the moon might return to its original orbit if they manage to stop this thing. Not mm. entirely sure how that's going to happen or where that theory comes from or why she thinks that in any way, but sure. <laughs> yeah, and she's 100% correct, so. Yeah. What are you going to do? She is, I mean, this is unprecedented. Um, and so perhaps using logic is not the solution. So mm. she's just rolling with it and saying, hey, maybe if we do something, none of us are going to die. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun plan, isn't it? That's pretty cool. US government. What do you think of that one? And they're like, no, nope. uh, yeah. we don't. We actually don't believe you. And also we're going to take over the operation. Sorry. Um, and Fowler's ex-husband is here in the because he's part of the Ministry of Defense. And um, she like tells him off being like, no, you boys can't nuke the moon. You're going to nuke the moon. And he's like, no one said anything about nuking the moon. <laughs> <laughs> which fair enough it's probably what they're gonna do but still oh yeah 100 percent. um but yeah it's quite funny uh that she's just like really mad at him like scolding him like a child <laughs> for nuking the moon um anyway that it also turns into like a personal argument about like not visiting their son <laughs> which is yeah. so weird to bring up here but sure um Oh, what a weird you fellas know when your ex-wife you know <laughs> brings up the fact you want to nuke the moon in an argument you've yeah. lost uh, yep. yeah for sure oh, oh, oh. <laughs> put that on a long tea towel that we sell now yeah. um <laughs> uh yes so we go to it's it's dad's night in he's gonna nuke the moon <laughs> <laughs> nuke the moon <laughs> Oh. What happens in the man cave is nuking the moon and stays in the man cave, except for when I meet nuke the moon. Wow. <laughs> this is a very convoluted man cave <laughs> sign. Um, mm. Moon cave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we go into Eclipse in the end of playthrough one. We've done one playthrough. Here we go. Um, yeah. As Casey and Harper are just like hanging out in a hotel room talking about... Um, Harper's presumed failure um, back in 10 years ago. They're discussing it. Casey doesn't see it that way, the way that Harper and everyone else is seeing it. He's like, you mm. saved um, you saved Fowler's life and you did what you could. And like, no one believes you about the whole nanomachines thing, but you still like did something miraculous. You like piloted a ship with no power and you saved somebody's life. That's commendable. And I agree. Um, it's just, it's just weird that like, nope, he's disgraced because he won't shut up about yeah. aliens. But sure. So Fowler and Michelle are going to go to this like they're traveling to the bunker because the um, military have taken over the operation. NASA is no longer involved, so they're going to like hide mm. out in some kind of military bunker. Her kid comes in and goes, "Mom, are we gonna die?" <laughs> uh, in the most like not at all sad delivery the kid in this movie mm. just has one tone <laughs> throughout <laughs> is not at all scared about the moon crashing into earth he's so bored on this green screen set dude uh, <laughs> love him love him to bits yeah um but he gives Fowler the idea to steal a, a space shuttle from a museum and use that to deliver a secret payload of the stuff she learned about in the bunker 
not not the bunker, the the you know the secret location, uh, an yeah. EMP bomb um, to shut down the swarm. That's the new plan, and that's what the kid comes up with at the end of playthrough one. <laughs> sure, uh, we start playthrough two, and Harper and Casey get co- uh, collected by NASA for this mission. Um, for some reason, we'll find out why soon. Um, there's a bit of like, oh no, I won't work with you again. You betrayed me. That kind of stuff. When they're like reintroduced to each other, Harper and Fowler. Um, it's just, yeah, with like um, Casey in the background being comic relief, I guess. Um, yeah. It's not great. They, they, She takes them to the control room and shows them the footage of this attack by the nanomachine swarm. And um, she's like, well, when this thing attacked, the moon started moving back to its original orbit. And uh, as soon as it finished the attack, it started again on its trajectory towards Earth. Um, Impossible. Sure. Um, (laughs) Just moon magic, baby. Um, Yeah. And uh, so the plan is to fly a spaceship in there, uh, deliver a bomb, get out fly back home no power though so mm. the only person who's piloted a shuttle without power successfully back to earth is harper and that's why they need him harper's like oh i will do this i will save the world but on the condition that you get my son out of jail because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got priorities man he's like get my son out of jail i don't care about the moon <laughs> killing <Yeah>. everyone <laughs> I will not do it. I will not save the world unless you get my son out of the prison. Oh, so funny. It would have been so funny if he's just like, release everyone from jail. <laughs> that would have been not? way better. <laughs> yeah. Set them free. <laughs> That's great. The Shawshank Redemption story of, of Harper yeah. here. Get them out. Let them free. <laughs> The rain scene from Shawshank Redemption, but he's like throwing his arms out while little bits of moon are falling on him. <laughs> so they go and get the the space shuttle from the museum. It's been graffitied with a line saying "fuck the moon." Um, yes, love that. The moon, man. <laughs> they also keep it on there for the meme more so than anything else for the yeah. vine. The moon starts causing like seismic activity because it's gravitational pull is affecting the earth um which it probably would um it would like cause a shitload of issues um but anyway uh yeah we get the chopper sounds in um uh on the run the like helicopter sounding synthesizer uh when they Mm. are arriving by helicopter um the the army are coming in uh, via helicopter to deliver this bomb and explain its use to you the audience um Mm push these two buttons and you can blow up the moon. <laughs> That's all you need to do. That's all you need to know. Um, even, even KC can understand it. Um, yeah. And uh, the scientist or this military type looks like flee from the red hot chili peppers. He does. If he was having the worst day. <laughs> oh, I mean, wouldn't you? The moon's mm. going to be, you're explaining how to nuke the moon. Um, and you're like, <laughs> you, you haven't seen your wife or daughter in weeks, Gareth. Yeah. You haven't been able to play the bass because the <laughs> gravity changed. Now the bass sounds really high or something. Yeah. He's a butter yeah. humble flea. 
on the back of Earth. <laughs> All right. Look after him. Look after the boy. Um, yes. So they prepare for this mission, this shuttle launch. They've been, there's a shitload of people working on it when suddenly there's an earthquake that strikes and it conks out one of the engines on this um, conked out um, space shuttle. And so mm. they're like, oh, no, everything's hopeless. Fowler decides that the mission's over and sends everyone home, deeming it like, yeah, the mission's over. Go home, everyone. Be with your loved ones. Um and as soon as she's made this decision, she then learns <laughs> that the moon has more mass than usual, according to mm-hmm. new calculations, um, because they made estimates and they weren't accounting it on being a giant spaceship. And so um, even with their limited fuel, they'll be able to make it to the moon. The moon will pull them the rest of the way when it gets close enough. Ludicrous. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, like, it's it's after she's sent everyone home and they've got, like, a skeleton crew of, like, randoms left at the base who presumably have no family or something. Mm. Um, just to, or the orphan crew of NASA <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, it's so the- funny that it must have just been too awkward to call everyone up and go, like, oh, guys, actually, still go to the moon. Yeah. That's like a plot point in this. They they send everyone home for basically no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, whoops, we shouldn't have done that. Um, and now yeah. we have about 10 minutes to launch a space shuttle with three <laughs> guys. <laughs> yeah. And one of them sucks. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. And so they decide um, that since they only have a few people left, yeah, they decide to take Casey along into space. Because he's literally one of the few people they have left. Uh, (laughs) So he's now the army representation on this mission. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, Yeah, they say the like their goodbyes to their family in case they die up in space or they the family dies on Earth by the moon exploding. And um, they give little Jimmy a cell phone so that he can call his papa, call his dad. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is some of the worst acting in the whole film, honestly. <laughs> um, Halle Berry's like trying her best, um, mm. but she is working with some rough dialogue. She's like, I love you more than all the stars in the sky, my son. Oh my goodness. Uh, silly stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like, so she's already an Oscar winner, yeah. but they should stop giving Oscars for people who act well with good scripts yeah and just start giving them to the people who can nail a bad script because that's acting they really should yeah that 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 would be great they should at least get half an oscar just give them the legs or something yeah just start chopping up the oscars like the oscars are so much more fun when it's just like look at these movies who are nominated I don't care who wins. Just chop up an Oscar give them, and give them Give to- them all a bloody good clap. All right? Yeah. They've earned it. <laughs> Making a movie is hard. Every movie should get a bit of an Oscar. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's the Sink Floyd <laughs> stance on the, on the Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So, they're, they're going to like- Now that they've missed the plane, the family, by the way, they're going to drive to the bunker- <laughs> Um, why they didn't airlift their families out while they were sending away all the NASA staff. Nobody knows why (laughs) they didn't do that, (laughs) but okay. Um, just for drama, baby. Um, 
Anyway, they launched the space shuttle because um, the moon is so close and it's ready to draw in the, the ship and get them there, but um, it's also drawing in all the water on planet mm. Earth into a massive wall of water, a tidal wave, um, a dramatic CGI sequence that is dumb as hell. This alone yeah. would be enough to destroy Earth, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, everyone is fucked. Even if they go underground, um, the whole planet is ravaged uh, by this, you would imagine. But mm, By gravity waves. Yep. Movie doesn't care. <laughs> it's fine. No. Um, but sure. Uh, we go into money as this uh, shuttle launches and successfully it goes up into space, dodging mm. narrowly this wall of water. Um, but stupidly, the family get out and watch. They get out of their car and <laughs> they can see on the horizon that there's this tsunami wave the size of like a skyscraper coming towards them. And they suddenly realize yeah. there's a shot of them being like, oh shit, that's right. We're going to die. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Oh, yeah, that's happening in our eyes. Yeah. Not on like a TV or anything. No, no, that's real. You need to run away. You need to outrun the pace of the moon orbiting Earth, which mm. by the way, did the math, it's about a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> That they need to travel oh. in a car. Uh, yeah. You know. And their car's not even a bloody Lexus. No. There's so no like, way. I don't think they can do it. There's, they don't have that top speed, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, oh, that's so funny. I'm so glad you did the math. <laughs> so stupid. So, so stupid. Outrun the moon. They managed to do it in their, in their mm. little army car. Um and the ship manages to get away into space and refuel at a SpaceX satellite. Heavy sponsorship by SpaceX and Elon Musk in this film. Don't know what that means. Um, Honestly, that's the only part of this film I didn't deeply love. <laughs> like, uh, I wonder, again, I think they were just in such a bubble yep. writing this film. A lot of endorsement they kind of, of him. missed that Elon Musk is a bit of a creep and a weirdo. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like heralded as like as much of a hero as anyone else in this film. <laughs> yeah. This mission the three heroes are Patrick well, four heroes are Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, John Bradley, and, and Elon, Elon Musk, Musk for some reason. I wouldn't be surprised if he like tried to get his name on the poster. Like Yeah. <laughs> oh wild um yeah well actually the moonfall official twitter account which i would recommend a follow yeah because the it promoted the movie up to a certain point and now that the movie's kind of out and gone into the atmosphere much like the moon yeah they've let just like someone's insane niece take over Hell and yeah. it's just posting like weird low-fi moon memes like oh. photoshopping the moon to be at the oscars and like hot moons in your area kind of stuff oh my god um that but before they it. let this absolute legend run the moonfall twitter they were like posted the most cringe thing that was a video clip of moonfall and it said like what would Elon do? Which is oh. a line they actually use in this movie. And then it's like, he'd probably go see Moonfall. <sighs> so I think it's even sadder is that Elon Musk had nothing to do with this movie. He just like, it's just, just worshipped like by it. it. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. That's, that's. They were hoping it would be like Dogecoin, like he'd <laughs> like it and it'll be good for it. I assume. I don't really know. Maybe. Yeah. 
Oh, that's made me like actually sad. <laughs> that yeah. whole series of events. Goodness me. Um, yeah. Except for obviously letting someone's insane niece run your that's, film's that's, Twitter account. Yeah, that saved me from a spiral um, oh, where I'm uh, like a moon crashing into the earth. Um, it's, that's made me, cheered my day to know that the Moonfall Twitter lives on beyond mm. the movie. Um, regardless. Gosh, I hope it's still going in like six years. Whoa, that would be like, great. Still- current events but it's like what if moonfall was addressing it yeah you guys checked in on the moon lately have you have you mm. seen if there's a hole in it because <laughs> we have we've checked honestly every yeah. day none of this would have <laughs> none of the events of moonfall would have happened if the person running the twitter account of moonfall had been running the twitter account of moonfall exactly during the events of moonfall yes it's clearest day it is I'm I'm angry that that hasn't happened in this film, mm. Gareth. Um, the the meta narrative of Moonfall. Um, yeah. Yes, my, we're still doing our show. Mid money solo here. I'm so lost. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, like a weird like the the crew, the ground crew. I start calling the ground crew and the space crew from here on. That's fair. Um, yeah. The ground crew. There's sort of like a weird shipping situation where the movie's um, setting up Michelle and Sonny to fall in love with each other. Doesn't commit to this in any way. No. Um, it's just because both of their characters are like incredibly half baked. Um, but you know, like they're like, Hey, maybe romance could thrive under the full moon. <laughs> um, anyway, um, why was the tagline? Sorry. Why was the tagline for this? Not you've heard of a full moon. What about a moon full? Oh, why? Why didn't they do oh. that? Gosh, step oh. it up. Honestly, I feel like they should have just like we said it, I think, last week where it should have been the dark side of the moon. Like, that's just the mm. tagline for the movie. That would have worked perfectly, you know. Oh, anyway, they had no. they had all these choices. Um, mm. So, yeah, they're driving to the bunker. The little kid's speaking to his dad on the phone um, who's like, yep, I'll let you into the bunker when you arrive in your car. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they get freaking mugged as we go into mm. us and them there's like modern day highwaymen <laughs> out here <laughs> trying to steal cars uh what <laughs> these guys as well just become recurring antagonists for basically no reason like yeah they're just like bad these are on the baddie board these guys <laughs> what are they doing they're, they're like ah, it will steal a car see like they're just like cartoon villains existing in this mm. movie um anyway yeah they steal the car take off <laughs> bastards um they also steal the kid's backpack yeah for no reason because they're literally like schoolyard bullies um yeah they gotta get guns. his yo-yo oh mate who doesn't want a yo-yo learn yeah, those tricks yo-yoing while the moon is extra close oh, the gravity the gra- <laughs> makes it so much easier i can finally walk the dog oh god it's like the only yo-yo trick i could think of god and uh, anyway that's the only one i can do and yo-yoing was of all the fads in primary school the only one i was good at Mm. yes yeah i couldn't beyblade but i could yo-yo gotta let it rip mate (laughs) beyblade massively suffering under the influence of the moon crashing into the earth all the tops keep (laughs) spinning off into space 
Uh, Yo-Yo, yeah. though, mate, you were doing ludicrous tricks. People were like, how's, how's he doing that? And then they realize, oh, right, the moon. Of course. <laughs> I'm, I'll be dead yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, that's why he's floating as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Also, the planet um, is already being pelted by loose debris from the moon that is crashing down mm. in the form of asteroids. Um, yeah. Just causing irreparable damage to the structure of Earth. Um, and the moon mm. bad times uh no one seems to react massively to this uh they're more concerned that they've lost their car um yeah yeah uh so yeah uh up in space it's the the space shuttle is uh fearing no better as well it's getting pelted by moon debris as well they t- it takes off like a chunk of the space shuttle um and uh yeah they're worried about that as they're approaching the moon and getting ready to do the like mission proper. Uh, mm. The group on the ground get to like an encampment and nearly get pulled off into space by the moon. It's at this point that like the little kid gets lifted off the ground, right? Because the moon is so mm. close. That happens here in the movie. Um, I would like to point out later on, um, nobody is being lifted off the ground, not even small children in spite of trains and boats and skyscrapers being lifted off the ground. Gravity is very selective in this movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you've got your feet on the ground and you haven't done a jump, mate, you are not being affected by that that moon. You got the lead shoes on. You are not moving. As soon as you do a jump, uh, fair game. You're right. (laughs) Being pulled up into the moon, probably. Who knows? Uh, the moon just doesn't understand shoes it fears shoes and doesn't want to suck any of them up as soon as it experienced that Apollo 11 the the moon shoes on it it was like no never again (laughs) gonna destroy (laughs) earth (laughs) that's what those lights were all about Um, anyway uh, yeah it's it's really really silly they managed to hide inside like a little cabin and survive it Um, it looks Mm. like they they nearly get uh, hit by a tractor uh, (laughs) as well but it's just like a red herring or something. It's just a scene yeah. transition of a tractor hitting a wall. Um, maybe they use it as like leverage to hold themselves down. I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, no. <laughs> up in space, they start this little um, uh, mission proper. They deploy um, Harper in his little uh, craft, his lander. Um, and he's got the bomb on board. And he like drops it out there and then comes back. Um, however, the swarm, it doesn't take the bait. It just sort of circles around Mm. it and, um, doesn't like chomp onto it like a big hungry shark and instead goes straight for the, um, the ship, the, the shuttle, uh, coming after them because it's actually drawn by biological signals inside an electronic environment is what they determine later is it's, is it's like draw, um, sure. It's very specific. So complicated and specific. Yeah. Yeah. Just a weird detail. Um, very mm-hmm. com- convoluted, but sure. Um, anyway, it, it instead goes for the shuttle in spite of them having basically no technology on because KC has smuggled his cell phone into space. Um, mm. And the solution to this is to smash it against the panel inside the space shuttle. Uh, along with the activator, the switch for the bomb also gets yeah. smashed. Um, the smashing of this doesn't break it. 
um, notably. He smashes it enough to turn the power off to it so that the, the they don't get devoured by space bees. But um, it doesn't... It comes back. It's It, it makes no sense. They, they break no. the thing just for the scene and then it's no longer a problem again. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, surely, as soon as it comes back online, the thing would be alerted to their presence once more, but never mind. Um, mm. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah. The new problem is that they need some kind of biological signature to go along with the bomb for it to for the swarm to be attracted to it because otherwise it's not going to even get near it. Um yeah. won't be affected. So someone's going to have to sacrifice themselves in order to get this this plan in effect is the new realization. Um they also argue because there's a pending nuclear attack that's going to be happening on the moon. Um, uh, they get the, they're discussing the army, army's plans to nuke the moon, which by the way, unrelated thing about fun fact about nuclear weapons is that they yeah. cause an electromagnetic pulse to happen as soon as they detonate, um, over a widespread area. Um, it, it would, it would probably nuking the moon would probably kill this thing. It would, it would probably also kill humanity, but. <laughs> um, it would it would definitely kill the thing, and that it would cause an, a pulse. So the army's half right <laughs> at the yeah. very least. Um, they they wait until the bloody last second to nuke the moon, though. Like mm. nuclear, like the way to cre- we I've discussed this on the podcast before, but the way to create an a, a electromagnetic pulse theor- theoretically is to detonate a nuclear device in space. And that's what causes a pulse. That's the most <laughs> common way to do it. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, the movie doesn't mind. Nah. No, they're, they're different things as far as it's concerned. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, on earth, the, um, the ground crew come upon like a survivor's encampment. There's like a lady here who's incredibly trigger happy and just fires upon them mm. with a sniper rifle for no reason until, Hero Tom, stepdad Tom, arrives in his beautiful Lexus to take them up to the Aspen cavern of uh, complete safety. Um, Gotta love him. Here it saves them from this strange lady with a gun. Um, Yeah, it takes them up there. Um, Not at all safe, but at least they'll die together. So, yay for that. Um, Yeah. So, they get there and then um, Harper's like... (laughs) he's like where's your dad harp uh uh, where's your dad sonny and he's like harper's up in space he's doing the space thing trying to save us from the moon (laughs) and tom says well that's one way to dodge the rents what a one-liner what a guy yeah um imagine the tooch delivering that line though (laughs) right oh anyway oh uh, brain damage coming in playthrough two as they hear over the radio that in fact sit- sitting in your aspen cabin is not a solution to the moon crashing into earth and that they should yeah, evacuate wild. and go to a military bunker who knew um mm. tom says that they aren't going to make it but he's got a sneaky secret plan that he's going to save the day with um they go and fetch some oxygen tanks and masks from like a fire station unclear um mm, people that he sold a beautiful lexus to before yeah apparently. the lexus fire trucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um anyway uh it's at this point we cut back to space and the space crew 
up here, abandon the space shuttle entirely. They all go aboard the um, the little lander together mm. and abandon their only way home <laughs> out here, um, sentencing them all to death in my mind. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the, the shuttle does explode due to space debris behind them. So I guess they had some kind of plot related foresight that led them all to get aboard this little ship. Um, so that's fine. The little ship goes down into the tunnel um, just coasts down there as none of the um, electronics are on as um, the Floyds, our boys, they sing See You on the Dark Side of the Moon. Um, the Dark Side in this instance referencing the interior. <laughs> yes. Uh, moon interior scene setting. <laughs> um, oh, see, Pink Floyd would have never imagined the inside of the moon as the dark side. Oh, yeah. mate. That side three of the album is oh. the inside of the moon. <laughs> you have to rotate your vinyl like lion lengthways. Yeah, <laughs> put the needle on, the, on that bit and just try to spin it yourself. Oh my gosh, incredible! Yeah, and you just get the audio to the film Moonfall play. Mm, there we go. We've done it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So this tunnel slowly becomes metallic in nature. And yeah. within the moon, they encounter this hyper-advanced interior of technology with spinning halo rings, Game of Thrones intro, um, mm. and the white dwarf at the center, just like Casey theorized, a miniature sun in here on its way <laughs> to die. Um, okay. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, yeah. And we go into the end of uh, playthrough two over this over this discovery. Um, uh, over the heartbeats in between the plays, the ground crew encounter the band lu- bad luck bandits again, the highwaymen yeah. um, who just like rob, like try and rob them of the oxygen and uh, masks, uh, but get counter robbed by Sonny who has a gun they all have mm. guns by the way I'm no I'm not a gun mathematician but this is still two guns to one gun um mm. so in my mind uh that Sonny should be dead but sure um I don't know I don't I've not seen enough westerns to figure out how a highwayman encounter would typically go down yeah Maybe they're all like losing oxygen slowly, and that's why <laughs> this happens. Um, that's probably the description for everything that's happening in this movie. Yeah, it's just this, everyone's losing oxygen. They're just not thinking straight. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Tom even like describes this scene in the weirdest line of dialogue. He's like, "Yeah, they tried to rob us, but we robbed them back. Fuck those guys." Basically, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Tom." that yeah yo <laughs> thank you um anyway uh he's like a child existing in this movie trying to like explain <laughs> what's happening it's really funny um we get to uh speak to me um mm. and play through three as the space crew come up on this white dwarf going in to breathe and they see that these halo rings have um fields growing on them as theorized by one of casey's nutter mates um, they get attacked by the, the big swarm of stuff, um, but then are pulled into, uh, safety, um, by a tractor beam <laughs> from within the moon. They get pulled through some, bo- uh, like pod bay doors 
to safety. However, the ship gets very badly damaged and they leak out all of their oxygen. Um, they cannot breathe, breathe in the air, Gareth, mm. um, notably. And the Pink Floyds agree because they sing Race Towards an Early Grave at this mm. point when um, Fowler, well, not Fowler, uh, Harper is struggling for air, trying to reach for a helmet and he can't. So they're dead. Rip. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the US is now planning to nuke the moon, assuming that other efforts have failed. And um, <laughs> this is interrupted by a phone call to the defense guy from the kid again <laughs> after escaping <laughs> the bandits. Um, he calls them on the cell phone and then they persistently come back. The bandits, like, even after all this, start like a car chase with yeah. the moon approaching and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like i guess like losing oxygen um they need that oxygen to survive is their key motivator here and so they <laughs> fire guns into the back of the car full of oxygen tanks like geniuses um uh, never seen jaws yeah they've never seen yeah. it not once i don't think anyone involved in this movie seen jaws <laughs> um anyway uh, yeah, there's a car chase. It's not great. It's a it's a CGI filled sequence. And oh yeah, it's it's honestly it, it's really really silly. There's a lot of like defying gravity. Like the Lexus yeah. does a sweet jump over a <laughs> over a ravine. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. Uh, the baddies drive into a drive into a train <laughs> and explode. <laughs> Um, Tom fires yeah. a gun at the baddies and goes, whoa, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> Just yeah. a Lexus salesman firing a gun and saying, whoa, <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, uh, that's you wouldn't have got that with Stanley Tucci playing the role. No. He would have just been a bit bemused yeah. and then taken a sip of a delicious orange wine. <laughs> he would have. <laughs> I love him being drunk in this movie. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That would be a great character trait. It's like, the moon's crashing into the earth. I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying my last moments. Um, anyway. The only way they can get him to go to the bunker is they tell him it's a wine cellar. And he's like, well, <laughs> like, let's All right. go. <laughs> he's like already in the Lexus. Is Italy down there? <laughs> I guess I have to look. Um, yeah. Anyway, the, the Lexus manages to save everyone as the beautiful yes, machine of modern engineering that it is. Um, oh. It does sadly die a death out here in mm. the woods um tragically rest in peace lexus we love you um uh i would have loved it if at the end they were like where's the lexus and someone just does like that sad shaking of the head yeah like, didn't make it they ask about the lexus before tom <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god that would be great um uh now I, I know you're not a fan of this scene but you have to agree that a weird CGI car chase where mm -hmm. literally the moon is also chasing you. Yeah. Sinks the heck out of On the Run by popular Fuck rock band. yeah, Pink it Floyd. does. Pretty like, perfect. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Gareth. I was yeah. going to round back to that at the end here. Um, it, it is a good fit. It's a bad scene, mm. but it's a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, that should be like a stamp that we make for the merch. We should. Bad scene. Great scene. Very good. Um, yes. Yeah, so the the poor oh. Lexus dies 
And so do mm. all the birds on Earth as they fall out of the sky because the atmosphere is deteriorating because the moon's crashing into Earth. Ah, oh, I forgot about the birds. Yeah. Remember how all birds die in this movie? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Like, oh. the Earth is fucked like because of this there's no there's nothing to save i don't understand the stakes of this movie everyone is dead there's like possibly yeah. like ma the max population of the earth after this movie is like in the like 1000 range there's no yeah. way that like they're able to rebuild society after this it's it's crazy um mm. anyway <laughs> that's the thing about roland emmerich films is just like uh, he has to show the big destructions like yeah. that's how he gets his bread buttered um like but it does completely go yeah what's the stakes kind of the worst has already happened yeah the yeah. earth's fucked there's nothing to save it's over mm. movie's over go home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway yeah birds die Rip in peace, birds. Rest in peace, Lexus. Mm. We, um, uh, but the troop must carry on. They put, do they don their oxygen masks and travel towards a train tunnel. Um, because fun fact about tunnels, doesn't matter what the gravity is if you're in a tunnel. Because you, you, unless it's like somehow lengthways. <laughs> um, but otherwise you're sweet. Moon crash mm. into earth, you go into a tunnel. Perfect. The, the tunnel won't collapse under the weight of the moon. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, back inside the moon, we cut to Casey and Fowler waking up, um, after, uh, right as the clocks come in, um, mm. in time, alarm clocks are waking I think them. I've been waiting for, for a hundred episodes, yeah, right? by the way. Someone waking up over clocks. Finally, yeah. it happened. We got it with Groundhog Day. Yeah. Incredible. So in a way, it's like we're reliving that same day, but you know. What a time. Been waiting. Yeah. Uh, theory from here on in the movie, they're all dead, by the way. Uh, <laughs> this is all a dream from here on. Um, I like that. Uh, yes. They, they find they can breathe, um, breathe in the air, and there's um, artificial gravity inside of this facility, um, and Harper is missing. They don't know where he's gone. So they The air and the gravity is brought up so weirdly as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, Casey going like, oh, smells weird. Yeah. And then looks at his hands and goes, gravity. <laughs> the same way you'd look at your hands if you were like showing off your fresh Gloves. manicure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's the same level of gravitas to that, you mm. know? Oh, it's, it's so stupid. The fact that he says it smells weird. It's like, mate, you, it smells <laughs> like the moon. You're in the goddamn moon. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, anyway, uh, Fowler suspects that they're now dealing with two competing alien forces. Um, mm. one of them liking them more than the other. They, they're like, okay, put the swarm of nanomachines up on the baddie board. Um, who's to say about this other unknown force yet? Reserve judgment. Mm. That's what Fowler's thinking right now. Um, Time's vocal kicks in and we go into Harper's mind palace as he's having a vision brought on by the moon's AI, um, which is a sentence I said. And he's seeing a vision of his son, Sonny. <laughs> and um, 
and he provides the exposition for what the fuck is happening with this moon machine. Um, apparently, there was a progenitor race of humans millions and millions of year, billions of years ago before the mm. Earth existed, and they lived a prosperous utopian life um, where they evolved beyond the need of war. Um, and and co- all social conflicts have been resolved, is what he says. Yeah. He's, the little kid says they were so advanced <laughs> with like such reverence. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like you're presumably from this species, like so. Like yeah. you're you were create you're an AI created by this exact faction. So why would you say they were so advanced? Like you, you mm. are them. I don't know. Anyway, um, just bragging. Yeah, just just loving himself. However, um, their hubris in resolving all war was brought low by them relying on AI. He says the dumbest sentence possible, and that he says, "Oh, the AI, but suddenly became self-aware," and it's like it's what AI means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> artificial intelligence it implies awareness kid (laughs) step it up um anyway and the ai it became the countless swarms of nanotechnology gareth yeah became the swarms turned into this horrible black stuff and came in and and killed all the people killed this little girl in a vision um Mm. i will say that this playing out on mute oh such a relief not to having here this exposition instead just enjoying um great gig in this oh no time solo over this instead yeah thrilling loving it much more so oh. than hearing this dialogue for a second time um and instead just having to read it uh yeah uh sunny over the course of this exposition has transformed into his modern day self his grown up mm. 10 years later self um and uh, explains that this progenitor race then created um, these moons, these crafts um, designed to like spread their race around the galaxy and also like terraform planets um, in order to be suitable habitats. And that's um, only one managed to escape the nanomachine attack and that one created the Earth. And so that's where the people come from. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's... It's a wild story and not very original, <laughs> but it's fine. Sure. Oh, I love it so much. The CGI of the moon creating the earth. Oh, and my then, God. Like, that rising sequence? over its new child as the waves kick it. Hilarious. So good over the time solo. Oh, Mate. Yeah. All I needed was the moon to then give the little earth a little kiss. A little, like, a little kiss and then drifts off into starts orbiting. It's done its work, and now it may rest. (laughs) So this movie is saying that the moon made us, and then just, like, hovers around like a nice mum, just like- Little protector. Do you need anything? Do you want me to tuck you in? And that's when the moon moves the tides. Yeah. Also, it's full of spaceships, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so this AI, its plan is to destroy civilization of Earth and the moon in one go. The theory is Mm. that- that, um, it's causing the earth to crash into no the moon to crash into the earth um so that it can't just put more dna onto the earth and terraform the planet over the course of three billion years um Mm. sure 
or 7 billion years or whatever. How, how old's the earth? I don't know. I wasn't around for all of it. Um, no, <laughs> you've only been there for a little bit. Only a little. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you would think that instead the sentient AI, this nano swarm would eradicate all life on earth. So that uh, nothing could be stopped, that it couldn't be stopped in doing its dark deeds on the dark side of the moon. You would think that, mm. right? No. <laughs> Instead, it's like, actually, the most efficient option is to do both at once. <laughs> Save time. Yeah. Uh, Especially like these moon bees are so good at killing people. Yeah, really good. And like, yeah, they could just be flying around killing everyone and yep. then deal with them, then crash the moon. Yep. Easy. Exactly what you said. Or like Perfect. fling the moon away into the sun. Yep. And then just fly around yeah, murking everyone. No, the, the, even if they did that, the earth would take care of itself. Um by like yeah. the destruction of the tides and all manner of other horrible things that would happen if we lost our moon. <laughs> you know? <sighs> just move it into the sun. Easy. We don't mm. even need just moon gone. That's not moon fall, yeah. guys. <laughs> This is a big pitch meeting that's happening amongst the swarm every day. <laughs> yeah. That is the problem with the swarm is you do have to go with, you know, yeah. the loudest voice, the guy who's steering the swarm. Who steers the swarm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> oh, the Moonfall novels. Who, who steers, steers the, the swarm? swarm? So good. Um, yes. Uh, at the end of this vision, um, it's like, okay, Harper, we need you to um save the day join the fight harper uncle sam pointing at you um we need you to protect humanity um mm. and they project into his head all the knowledge of the moon <laughs> somehow he does like a weird like <laughs> kind of acting <laughs> as he's getting moon knowledge um and then he's like ah yes i know exactly what to do after this as he gets reunited with the rest of team team attack the swarm moon friends mm. um and uh yeah uh <laughs> they head off with a new plan the moon's also souped up their ship done a pimp their ride as it were while they were having this yeah. moon vision um and yeah uh we go <laughs> where that's the new plan they're gonna it's given them like a mega bomb like a mega man upgrade <laughs> in the back of their their new ship it's really funny um i've officially been pimped um uh we cut back to earth and tom uh decides he needs to needlessly sacrifice himself to save his daughter um his daughter is runs out of air in her oxygen tank and instead of sharing a tank and swapping the mask back and forth to continue their walk um he decides nope you have mine and i'll Die here of asphyxiation, <laughs> my daughter. Don't look back. <laughs> uh, weird. Weird move by Tom. Um, yeah. But fair play. Maybe he didn't think of that. There's not a lot of oxygen going around. Um, took me two seconds to think of it. Um, <laughs> if, you, if, you, <laughs> if your daughter's running out of oxygen, give her a little puff on your one. Tell her to hold her breath for a little bit. Maybe you'll both survive. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, well, that's all easy for you to say, but you haven't just lost your beloved Lexus. It's true. Like, uh, he is destroyed. In fact, the daughter's probably like, near a Lexus. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> he's lost one child already. <laughs> <laughs> he's not losing another. Um, fair enough. Okay. Uh, so yes, he dies out there, and immediately Sonny's like, "Oh, oh, go back and save him." Goes out like like a lunatic. 
um, yeah. hate moon stuff, um, decides <laughs> to go out there and gets like knocked away by a tree defying gravity, which would send him flying into the oblivion. But no, nope, he's fine. Just gets pinned under a big tree. Um, and Michelle's like, oh, he's now trapped out there and dying. Let me go out and get him. What is going on? Why is, <laughs> is this like the Scooby method of saving people? Like, oh, like, are they in a horror movie all of a sudden? Uh, this person's lost. I better go out there and find them on my own. Like, <laughs> mm. what? <laughs> okay. Uh, really silly. Anyway. It's like when my, I lost my shoes and my mum sent my brother out to get them for me. Because I didn't have shoes. And then he lost his shoes. What? Doing it. <laughs> so mum had to go back and find both the shoes. Oh my god. That is just like yeah. that. <laughs> what? And we were just waiting there with our bare feet What is injured, this, like, like shoe-stealing chronicle? <laughs> what, what was happening? Uh, we were th- it's honestly too long a story. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so we, you know, we used to walk over to the neighbor's house and we just kept losing the shoes. Damn. That's just a shoe devil out there pinching the children's <laughs> shoes. I'm not okay with that. Mm. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, That's boy. a story for another time, I guess. Um yeah. Yeah. We've got a little bit of movie left. There's a chase sequence inside the moon where they're using their souped up like lander ship to fly away um, and steer the nano swarm into completely useless guns. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever tried to shoot a shoot a swarm of flies with a gun. Um, it doesn't work <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Uh, but anyway, it's what happens in this movie. <laughs> um and the lander manages to pull away uh, from the swarm and tra- start traveling up the tunnel. Uh, we cut briefly back to the army base where they're going to nuke the moon now. And uh, <laughs> bloody the guy, he won't do it. He's like, they're turning the keys ready to launch all the nukes. And he doesn't turn his key. He's like, my ex-wife's up on the moon. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't condemn her to death. And it's like, dude. You're you're killing millions <laughs> with these seconds that you're wasting. Like the moon is laying waste to Earth at this point. Like people are mm. dying in droves, and he's just like, "Nah, my wife still alive, still on the moon. <laughs> Can't kill her." <laughs> what? A- and he doesn't know that. No, doesn't <laughs> even know she's alive. Like what? The- what? <laughs> he's like, "Nah, there's a chance." There's a chance that her mad mission to the moon is still going strong and I can't, I can't nuke it. Can't do it. That's, that's love. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice one. Anyway, condemns millions and millions of people to death. And, um, yeah, uh, the moon is now so close. It's literally tearing apart cities like, like hitting buildings it like crests the top of a mountain at this point like knocking the top of it off with it's like it's that close which is completely mad but sure um you would think it's like that's the moon's made first contact with the the earth at this point you would think that that we're done (laughs) that's over right surely Mm. at this point the moon is gonna break apart but whatever. Um, yeah. So he's just doing some sick earth ollies. Yeah. Doing sick Grimes. tricks. It says, oh, yeah, you show me your yo-yo tricks. Let me show you a trick. Yeah. The, the mountain top block. 
knock that off the top. <laughs> All right. I'm losing my mind reading this, by the way. <laughs> it's Unrelated. filming itself on Vine and just being like, moon challenge. Skid on your <laughs> Moon <planet."> challenge. <laughs> Hashtag moon challenge. Um, can you do it? No. Um, yes. Money's verse is coming back in and on the lander, Fowler and Harper are arguing about whether or not Harper should sacrifice himself for the good of humanity. She's like, no, won't let you do it. Won't let you save the day, Harper. You won't be the hero. Get dunked. And Harper's like, no, mm. I've got to do it. I've got all the moon knowledge. They've told me to do it. My son, two versions of my son told me to save humanity. I got to. And meanwhile, Casey sneaks off and locks himself in the little pod and he gets to be the hero. Because they yeah. were too busy arguing <laughs> on their little ship. Um, and yeah, there's like a weird, like friendly moment where he's like, you go be the hero now, KC. Love you. Love you, boy. You're a good boy. <laughs> um, and he like sends him <laughs> off um, as he floats down and gets like engulfed by the swarm. Um, and then, yeah, like activates this like supercharged EMP bomb and blows up the the swarm, killing it. It's like yeah. a big blue fiery explosion. Sure. Um, I get it. I, that's, I guess, an EMP. Um, yeah. And the, <laughs> meanwhile, they're like blasting off like Team Rocket trying to get back to like shooting out of this little hole in the moon. I do love that. Like when they get out of the moon, they're so close to Earth that they just start descending. <laughs> yeah. It's like suddenly their gravity is like, nah, they aren't like torn up in the debris or anything. They just like float down as if it's normal Earth gravity. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's not like two planets are colliding. the moon's a goodie again. Oh, it's <laughs> we true. We don't have yeah. to worry. It's already pulling away and pushing, using its magic to push the gravity back onto earth. Mm. It's like, whoops, sorry about that. Sorry about all the devastation and destruction. Had a bit of a cold. Um, the <laughs> the uh, swarm of nanosh machines getting me down. But we're back on track, boys. Um, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, uh, feel free to send in your complaints to uh, moon at moon dot moon. And um, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll send those on to management. Um, sorry about that. Management. Um, Moonishman, nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, on the ground, Sonny is crushed under a big tree. <laughs> and he gets saved. <laughs> Michelle runs over and says, don't worry, Sonny. The moon is going to help us. And she uses the logic of the moon gravity, pulling, making mm. things lighter, to pull the big tree off of Sonny, freeing him. And... They don't get swept away. No, no. They're on the ground, remember? Their shoes are on touching the floor. So, the moon gravity don't count. Um, mm -hmm. It does count for big trees. No shoes on trees. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, they get, uh, they do a big jump to safety. Um, ignoring my previous theory about the shoes touching the ground, they jump. Um, aren't swept away. They just survive. And it doesn't make a lick of sense, but sure. Um and yeah, either way, Michelle survives. Sunny survives. Mm. Tom, super dead. Dead, <laughs> dead, 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 dead. Um, yeah. Literally, like, sacrificed himself for not a lot of reason. And then two people go out to try and save him and then forget. Like. <laughs> yeah, just turn back around. He's just dead. He's done. He gets trapped mm. under a tree and he's like, actually, I uh, don't need to save Tom. He could have got hit by a tree as well. 
Um, so yeah, these trees are everywhere, man. Man, we're in a forest. <laughs> I've seen the trees. Um, anyway, moonfall toe tree Tr- fall fall yeah <laughs> tree tree fall. fall toe. No one hears it. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, Anyway, nearly there. The lander comes back to Earth and the moon has disappeared or gone back into its regular place in the sky. And uh, they stop in front of the Chrysler building. The little top of it has, like, come all the way out here to Aspen as it's Mm -hmm. got torn off by the freaking moon. Um, And uh, the families get reunited um, they're like, ah, oh, yes, amongst the devastation of Earth. Um, they're like, yep, mm-hmm. all good. Everyone's, everyone we care about survives. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, yeah, Son- everyone's like, oh, what happened to Tom? And Sonny's like, ah, oh, Tom was a very good stepdad who self-sacrificed himself. Why didn't you do that, real dad? Why, why didn't you <laughs> sacrifice yourself, huh? Ah, uh, you led it to KC to do it. You left you... <laughs> delegated your sacrifice <laughs> to a to a character that i've never met very cool dad yeah. um anyway by the way this character's name was the letters k and c mm-hmm. like someone hasn't never seen the name casey written down no casey anyway there he is this is the, the, oh. that's the weirdest part about this movie for sure <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Anyway, we, we go up for our final scene and we go into the moon's AI generated computer world. Mm. And Casey has saved the world, but he's dead. And his consciousness has been uploaded to the moon's mainframe to live in torment forever. Um, and uh, yeah, he's like, oh, cool. I'm dead. Cool. I, I get to live in the moon. This is so cool. You're not alive. This is, you aren't you. You're a <laughs> simulation of you. Um, have you yeah. seen Red Dwarf? <laughs> you should see Red Dwarf. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, he's hanging out with a hologram of his mum, who's uh, the moon AI. And she's like, ah, he's like, yeah, we saved the day, right? And she's like, no, we better get started on saving the day now. Let's get to it, boy. Leaving this awful film open to a sequel. Wonderful. Yeah. Moonfall 2. Moon f- Toonfall. <laughs> Moonfall 2. More moon. More moon. Two moons? Question mark? <gasps> Exclamation That's the only mark. way they can go, right? Yeah. Is like a second moon. moon appears. What if the moon fell onto the earth twice? It's the only oh. escalation that I'll believe. Because <laughs> Moonfall 2 <laughs> in realist, like realistically would just be like Moonfall 2. To attack the swarms of guys. They're back. Yeah. They come to kill all the people that they didn't kill earlier. There's only about five. Which is... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, Moonfall 2, the only logical explanation would be a film about humanity's struggles now that, you know, the whole world's been messed up. Yeah. But, like... The rebuild. I, wouldn't e- I love Moonfall and I'm not watching that. I want to watch a complete reset and now two moons show up. Yeah. Please. That's all we need. There, there you go. We've got the next script all lined up for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the film. We get the credits with like a song about the moon, which I couldn't believe, by the way. <laughs> Give this a listen. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. And 
yeah, if you watch the full credits, the whole album plays three times. Um, mm. It fits in there, uh, like pretty close to. I think we go into a little bit more of Speak to Me. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it. What did you think? <laughs> How did it sink? 100 episodes. Wow. Wow. You know, Pink Floyd once sung about time. They did. And, you know, they told us that time would pass and they did it in an album about madness. And all of that is just true to this journey. Yep. And this is why film characters, when they give their inspirational speeches, they're actually performing written words and not just making it up <laughs> on the spot late at night in their cupboards. Yeah. But how did Moonfall sync with Dark Side of the Moon? How did it? Um... Honestly, I wanted a 10. Like, so I don't have wanted a 10 more going into this. So, no matter what, it's going to feel disappointing. But, um, and most of my notes are just me writing down the funny things they said about the moon. <laughs> Not really the same. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, in that case, I think it just has to be, I'm almost tempted to give it like a negative Oh, ten. negative <laughs> 10 or just a letter or just that cheeky moon emoji. But, <laughs> you know, can uh, we have negative 10? But the zero is the cheeky moon emoji. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I think like that's a deep then, dip on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I think if maybe if you look at the one really close you see written down as like maybe it's a five question mark yeah and that forms the one. Oh, okay yeah so it's a sideways sentence this is maybe it's a five question mark yeah next to the moon emoji forming oh what's the negative symbol um it's the event horizon of the universe mm. <laughs> it's a flat moon for moonfall three flat flat moon, moon? pancake moon <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, where are the flat mooners, you know? Where are they? If the Earth's flat. Flat mooner. Maybe the Earth's not flat, but the moon is. Yeah, right? And you only see one oh. side of it. That's pretty weird. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Anyway. Oh, God. That's- There we go. We've done it yet again. Another oh. sink in the books. I feel like I've, like, gone insane. I- <laughs> Yeah, this is truly the definitive Sink Floyd episode and that we started, you know- Funny, goofy, excited boys, yeah. and now we're ending <laughs> two insane, hardened veterans. Yeah. They're like, this happened on Independence Day as well. So maybe this is just a hallmark of this director's work alongside Dark Side of the Moon. Like, we yeah. just become so exasperated and beyond belief that we sort of lose our minds. Um, yeah. So. That's, that's How are you going to heal us, James? Much like oh. humanity has to heal itself. You know and what? Moonfall for Gareth. Um, well, I've got I've got another movie lined up for us. We're still gonna we're gonna we plan to do a hundred movies on mm. the show, and there's so there's still some more coming. Um, I'm just gonna quickly bring up the movie that I'm about to suggest. Here it is. Um, yes, so. We've got, we've done a, we've done a hundred episodes, Gareth. Mm. And you know what I say to that? Another round, Gareth. 
is the name of the movie that we're going to be watching. Um, <laughs> it uh, came out in 2020. It's a black comedy and it stars yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> Oh, no. Are we just going to do two hours of just how cool is Mads Mikkelsen? Yes, we are. And I actually cannot wait. <laughs> yes. Oh. Cool. Oh. Wow. We've gone mad. Next week, we're going mad. We've gone mads. Mm. Yes. Oh. Oh. And if you want to spend a week going mad as well, you can log on to twitter.com. Please. Where you can follow at Sink Floyd Pod. We'll probably just keep retweeting yep. Loon Falls Twitter. Yeah, follow them too. The just get, like yeah. the Sink Floyd Army. What did we call them earlier? The, like when we called them the Greys? <laughs> can't, I was the can't Grays. remember. That was so long ago. Yeah. Oh, people screaming at us for not remembering their beloved fan name. No, we love you regardless. Um, mm. Definitely. Again, cannot believe we made it to 100 episodes. I'm thrilled to bits. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, 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 yeah, that's, that's all I can say. from me, James, Aww. to be honest. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> We've had good times and bad times. Yeah. And... Every week I've listened to the same album three times. Yeah. Can you believe that? At least. Yeah. Incredible. Fantastic. Aww. I, I can't wait Fantastic. to keep it going a little bit longer. Um, yeah. And keep the Sink Floyd journey rolling. All right. Sink Floyd on Twitter. Sink Floyd Gmail. Um, Sink Floyd uh, on the moon, probably. We're beaming mm. up there into space. You can, you can find us on all the great social media platforms like the moon. <laughs> Um, yeah. And until then, we'll see you on the increasingly close side of the moon. I bless the rains down in Africa. I-